On Sunday mornings, we've been looking at questions that men and women asked Jesus and how he responded. And tonight, I'm going to look briefly at John chapter 3, when a good man who was troubled by Jesus' message asked him three different questions. If you have a pew Bible, we're on page 1129 and 1130. I'm going to read the text and then say, this is the word of the Lord, and if you would respond, praise be to Christ, I think that would be a good response. But if you have another way of responding, that's fine too. And there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? This is the word of the Lord. Praise be to Christ. Ash Wednesday is an interesting day for me. Um, Depending on your knowledge of the political landscape of the United States, you might be surprised or not to find that in Oklahoma we didn't do a lot of Ash Wednesday celebrating. When I moved to St. Louis, I can remember being out to dinner having no concept as someone who worked full-time for a church that it was Ash Wednesday and seeing everyone uh, with ashes on their head because it's about a 76% Catholic place. And it, it struck me as beautiful and, and a little ironic, not, not a great amount, but a little bit, because here's an outward sign that everyone can see of our repentance, of our acknowledgement that we need the work of Christ, our verbal and physical acknowledgement that salvation and faith and hope and rest for our souls has been purchased by Christ's work. And while we wait for the full feast with him in glory, when no more people turn to ash under the weight of the curse of sin and the slog of time. Lent is the 40 days before Resurrection Sunday, minus Sundays, a time when Christians often fast. And fasting is not only the removal of something, it's also the placement of something. If you choose to fast, you remove something and you place something. You remove a mundane practice or a material practice. You take coffee or whiskey or tea or television or social media or lunch or chocolate out of your schedule and you add something, prayer or silence. It could be a regular conversation with a trusted friend. That is a spiritual practice. It can be a time of singing which for some of us might need to be alone. It can be a time with the Psalms. And the reason that we do that, the reason we remove something and play something is not to receive points with God. There are no points. 
The only way we receive points is in the finished work of Christ. In receiving from the Holy Spirit the rest to our souls of the fact that His work is entirely complete. Obtained by the Holy Spirit's pursuit of our hearts through faith. Sometime after that, we say silently or out loud, Jesus, I trust you, your Lord, not me. So the reason that we engage spiritual practices is to sense what we believe. If I can be so bold as to ask you to stretch just a little bit with your arms. Some of you are sitting closer to others. Take a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. Close your eyes. Think about the questions that you have for Jesus. Perhaps hear him speaking to Nicodemus, saying, Amen, Amen. I tell you, you must be born again. And consider the spiritual practice you might engage in for the next 40 days. Something you might remove and something you might add for a short time to sense in your body and your spirit, in your mind and your soul, that God loves you and likes you. That the work of Christ is finished and yet he has not returned. And that sense is elusive to us. You can open your eyes if they're in fact still closed. Nicodemus had three good questions for Jesus. You no doubt have more. And what I'm encouraging you to do is set those questions under the opportunity to engage your faith in a spiritual practice over the next couple of weeks. I'm encouraging you to sense the comfort of the Holy Spirit of God who comforts us as we await the return of Jesus, to set down a mundane practice or a food or a drink and to take up a spiritual practice to do what the Apostle Paul called receive the full assurance of understanding in Colossians chapter 1. What will you set down? And what will you pick up? That full assurance of understanding is yours right now in Christ if you proclaim Jesus as Lord. That work is finished. That assurance is purchased and yet we do not sense it. As many of you repented tonight, we are seemingly full of fear and anger and anxiety and pain and you didn't come by it mistakenly. It's not in your imagination. The work is finished, and yet we have spiritual practices to connect our mind, body, and spirit with Christ in you, the hope of glory, as the Apostle Paul wrote it in another letter. This is a way of speaking back to our false selves that tells us the good news is too good to be true, that we're loved and liked by Jesus. This speaks to the evil one who would tell you that you can understand all and you actually know what's best for your life without God. These spiritual practices are a way of reminding the world which twists our affections 
that God loves us and knows what's best for us. What are you going to set down? What are you going to pick up? Whatever it is, don't tell anybody. It's between you and the Lord. If you choose a food or a drink or chocolate, enjoy it on Sundays. That's why Lent is the 40 days minus Sunday, because we remember that Sunday is a resurrection celebration day of rest and a foretaste of the feast and the joy we receive in Christ. I've been thinking all day about this practice, and I won't go to sleep until I've determined it, but I can't, I don't know about you, it it continues to pester my mind. What will I set down and what will I take up? I hope that something sprang to mind, and I hope it is a sensed joy to you over the next 46 days, over the next 40 days of Lent, as we recall the good news of the gospel of Jesus And as we seek to believe it in our bones and in our bodies, in our spirits and minds and hearts. Would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, guide us as we consider something to set down, not as a self-help project, but to connect us and all of our senses with you and your good news. Holy Spirit, guide us in what to pick up, what spiritual practices, the Psalms or silence or conversation or prayer. And Holy Spirit, at each moment, help us to remind our souls that this is because of your good news, that we must be born again, and we are. As we say to you, you are Lord, and we are not. Amen.